0: You know, when I started there, there, it was the opposite. You actually, it was hard to get noticed. Now it's easy to get noticed, it's hard to last.
1: This is Word on Where Side, real Sunderland stories told in sound. I'm Maya. And I'm Lucy. And today we'll be discussing how the Northeast young designers are struggling.
2: And we'll be discussing the involvement of AI designs in fashion.
1: To discuss this issue further, we have an interview
2: with fashion communications lecturer at Northumbria, Louisa Rogers. She'll be commenting on her struggles as a young fashion designer in the Northeast and talking to us about how she's used AI in her own business.
3: Um, so my name is Louisa Rogers. I am a small business owner and a lecturer in fashion communication. Um, I actually taught at the University of Sunderland for a little bit, really enjoyed it, um, just kind of pre-pandemic. And since then, I've been at Northumbria and running uh, my online vintage business called Trendlister. And we also have a little kind of offshoot brand, which is not um, just true vintage, which is what we sell via our Trendlister shop. We actually make things with vintage fabrics as well. Um, so we'll take that dead stock fabric and we'll kind of try and give it a new life. I think one of the main issues with the fashion industry is you need a lot of capital to set up a brand. So you need a lot of money, a lot of investment. Um, you might not have that investment to hand. You know, you might not have family members that can put in money. And if that's the case, um, a lot of the traditional ways that small businesses get investment especially in the north a lot of those investment funds or those angel investors don't have a lot of experience within the fashion industry so it's quite difficult to find people who are willing to invest in your idea even outside of your immediate circle so I think that's one huge problem Um, and it's also just a sense of once you've got that idea and once you've got those designs how can you kind of test that in a way that you're not gonna tie up all your money in stock straight away. So especially within the UK, we don't have a lot of factories that are happy to do um, sort of smaller runs of garments. So you're having to pay a lot of money up front to get the things made and you don't necessarily have a guarantee that they are going to uh, you know, actually sort of sell through all of that stock at the end of it as well. Um, whereas in some countries where you have Kind of more factories, there's more of a culture of production, there tend to be places where you can kind of prototype or sample designs without having to put in these really massive orders that are then going to cost you a lot of money. So I think especially for young designers, people that are just starting out, that can also be a real roadblock, um, because, yeah, there's a big upfront investment in terms of money and in terms of products to be made, and obviously you have to make sure that once you have those clothes... You've also got enough money to then market them and actually promote them as well so i think those are some of the main challenges facing young designers uh yeah you mentioned finance a lot but also the business assets because you use a lot of business words of course like stock and production and uh what mm. i actually found was that one of the main struggles of designers was that they're not equipped with the business side of things and obviously yeah. you're yeah. teaching these uh, students is business a big part of what you're teaching or do you feel like we're not like doing more on it yeah so um i think you're absolutely right i think you know you could have the best collection in the world at the end of the day if people don't know about it right if people don't know where to go and find it and buy it then you're going to really struggle and you're absolutely correct the way that a lot of fashion education at the moment is structured, especially in the UK, is there is a really strong focus on design, that's great, you know, we're known for our design talent, we should cultivate that, but there is not that same um, kind of focus or emphasis on those hard business skills. So, you know, that could be things like strategic marketing, that could be things like understanding how you price your products, um, how you use all of these quite complicated, systems um, that allow you to do things like pay-per-click advertising or you know social media sponsored content and actually measure the results of that so I think you're totally right
1: it was really good to have an academic perspective from Louisa um, and it was also great because she has the perspective of owning her own fashion brand as well
2: also mentioned that designers aren't given business skills, well, the right business skills to be able to market their own products, and that they've not got enough money, really.
1: Yes, because like in fashion design, you aren't really taught about that whole business side, how to manage your money, how to deal with, like the actual promoting side of your designs. So okay. you're taught how to make these really good designs, and you don't know what to do with them after that.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it should be a core aspect of a design course to do a business side of it because it's not well they are not prepared to go into this world but they're being taught all the right things to be a designer but none of the right things to help them succeed because that's only a small part of it you need all the business skills obviously you need the money to market stuff like you mentioned but you also need the marketing skills so I, I do think that's a massive massive part of it just as important as the design
1: yeah they're definitely being thrown out into the world very unprepared mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on and like it makes a lot of sense as to why you these are struggling because they're not able to sell anything because nobody knows about the product and they can't
2: afford to hire someone who is a PR and marketing expert they need to be taught these skills on courses that is that's a solution to one of the problems really just add a bit of a marketing aspect to it
1: yeah so H&M has released an AI tool which allows you to design your own merch what is your opinion on designers or on AI
2: being a part of fashion design well I think it I can see how people can see that it's a good thing because it gives people the opportunity to, to design their own stuff. Like, sort of, if you imagine a piece of clothing in your head and you can't find it anywhere, just make it. So true. But I do think it's cool that people can experiment with it. It's quite, like, artistic, really. And it's good for aspiring designers to sort of have a play about, see and if they're really interested in it. get inspired by it. Yeah, definitely.
1: That's fair enough. I mean, I can also see from the standpoint of, like, it's cheaper for people who want to make merch, like up and coming artists and stuff, who want to sell and promote their own stuff, easy to come up with, cheap, but like at the same time, what about the people who want to be designers and break through as a designer, Mm -hmm. and they can't because AI is just doing it for them, it's better, it's cheaper, like it's more expensive to go and hire a designer than to just do it yourself so obviously
2: there is also the argument that it's taken away jobs yeah. i mean as of right now nowhere is solely ai based well no fashion brand that i know of is yeah, solely not ai based but that could happen in the near future like i can no, totally. really see that happening and what a designer's going to do we worked so hard to build a brand like brands are never going to be the same they're not going to have like house values
1: exactly like it's the design isn't going to be so unique to individual people
2: and they're not going to have like an iconic thing like the chanel suit like
1: yeah or like vivian westwood's plaid because everyone's going to do yeah. whatever is trending and if you think of like super big fast fashion brands and stuff like sheen think how delighted they'll be to like be able to make design clothes for free oh. and then just churn it out
2: it takes away fashion. from all the hard work that designers have put into stuff there's going to be ai fashion shows soon i already know asos during covid mapped clothes onto models bodies oh yeah i mean that can technically be argued as a good thing that's true it just got the claws advertised without putting everyone at risk but it's still it's it crazy that you can do that it just shows and yeah. um, that ai is going beyond what we can imagine really it
1: really is and if you think about people who are already struggling minority groups etc etc they're like like fighting against even more like they have more to compete with yes than they had in the first place and it's
2: not even small brands doing it Dior are doing it that's yeah a very big fashion brand unlike H&M where you can not understand but it makes more sense than Dior like the point of H&M is
1: that it's just covering what's trending so it's understandable for them to want to use yeah see what's
2: trending get it out fast
1: exactly but to know what's trending all originates from what the designers are putting out. Um, yeah. So as I was saying, where are the brands gonna get inspiration from because people only know what's trending because like Dior or Gucci or something released an item of clothing. And then it trickles its way down through like lower fast fashion brands all over social media. And everyone's like, Oh my God, I need it. But if there's no inspiration in the first place, because everyone's getting it from AI yeah.
2: then yeah this could like, what's take away happen? from big fashion brands exactly because that's always the way fashions work it's, it's straight down from the big brands smaller brands and then companies like Sheen mass produce it yeah so
1: what's so, like, going to happen? What, what are they going to mass produce if there's no trend anymore and so as we know there's like a risk of young designers jobs being taken mm-hmm. away from them. We've also seen this like in real time in Hollywood with the writers going on strike.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're already horrified that is replacing them and it kind of is. Yeah. This could definitely, definitely happen in the fashion industry
1: really soon. So obviously there is like enough panic around this situation for people to feel the need to go on strike about it. Yeah. Like people are concerned for their jobs and they feel like they're having to speak out why would you hire writers if you can just go onto AI and type up write me a really funny episode about someone and have who you does ever this have and you just done people it for TikTok you
2: do that, where they're like write me an episode of Modern Family write and me it an episode of gives Succession gives you
1: something it, like it, it does actually
2: like it knows the characters
1: yeah it's really it's, smart and it's so easy like you could see something that you really
2: liked it would be easy to just Plagiarize it, but like with a twist. Yeah, and I mean, big names are following in this. Like AI is becoming quite dangerous, I would say. And I don't know if you saw, but the guy who studied AI for years yeah. and now he's come out and said it should be feared. It it really is proven that it's taken away jobs from people. I mean, enough yeah. to go on strike. And I mean,
1: people obviously originally thought like, haha. You know, there's all of these sci-fi movies and stuff about AI taking over, but like it is becoming more of a reality that the more and more advanced AI is getting,
0: the yeah. more it's like,
1: well, what do we even need people for? Like, it's good from an inspiration standpoint.
2: Yeah.
1: It can help
2: people take it with some job. things,
1: like, but could you imagine losing your job because some computer was came up with yeah. better ideas it's just, than you? It's dangerous. Here we have an interview from Jack Wallace Hunter, a Media Hub intern who's trying to break into the creative industry and his perspective on AI and fashion.
2: He gave us some really great perspectives and gave us an insight onto a more positive way that AI can be used in fashion. Do you think AI is having a positive or a negative impact on fashion?
0: I think in in some sense it's, it's having a positive impact. I, I think it's having a positive impact on the world in general. Um, you've got it's just like assisting in terms of you know studying it's assisting in terms of journalism as well and i'm sure we'll get back onto that in a bit um but when it comes to actual fashion i think anything that adds the toolbox of for designers um really can kind of transform how we understand uh, we, we have it with music so something that i find really cool is um grimes she uploaded her voice for ai use and um, for and as long as she gets credit for it and i think that's one of the major things is as long as we use it wisely then it's only just a, a, another tool in the toolbox but if we misuse it and we start replacing designers with just churning things out ai wise then um I think that's when we get into issues with it, also with like stylists as well. So I know that there's some AI programs that you can use um, to, if you want to kind of create an outfit, you can, you can use AI and at what capacity does that mean that stylists are redundant or um, designers are um, and it kind of remo- removes like the emotive language of fashion in general.
2: Do you think AI is good for the marketing side of business? Not necessarily fashion, but like good for marketing?
0: I think it can be in terms of checking trends. AI is nothing new. That's something that's really important to understand is that AI and AI generated searches have been a thing on Google or whatever search browser for a long time. Um, It's only now that we're actually seeing the full potential of what it can achieve and what it actually is doing. So I think for marketing purposes, again, it's the whole thing of it adds a tool to the toolbox, but how far do you let it go? And do you start taking over and minimizing the jobs that are in the industry? And I think that's one of the major concerns for me, it's kind of starting my career is that, you know, with with the use of AI within journalism, within marketing, within comms and things like that, the, the kind of world that we inhabit um, with AI, there's a f- real fear is, is it going to replace jobs now?
2: Yeah, definitely. That leads on to my next question. Do you think AI yeah, is going to put designers out of jobs?
0: I think there's always, you know, I'm, I'm a creative person in general. Um, and I, th- I think w- where if you do journalism, fashion, whatever kind of avenue you go down, there is a creative element to it always. Um, creativity, I think is something that's hard to mimic in terms of new creativity, so AI can very easily, like Chat GPT, is only uh, programmed up until I think January twenty twenty two, so it can't actually produce anything new. Um, it can only go from what it already has and then kind of mash and meld it. So I think the way I think about it is that AI can potentially do a great new remix or a new mashup that we never, no one ever thought about, but to actually create something new and absolutely like like you know wow everyone i'm thinking you know i don't think ai is going to be able to replicate what alexander mcqueen was doing i don't think that ai is going to replicate the the, the work that vivian Westwood has done um in that kind of new perspective that's often built upon not just You know the personal kind of uh, reflections on their own creativity, but also the culture, their environment, and the what's happening in society at the time as well.
2: Would you consider using AI? It doesn't matter if it's fashion related. Just would you consider using AI?
0: I have actually used it um, before, um, little bits, not nothing for anything major. But uh, so I present on Spark, um, my show six o'clock on a Monday. Uh, Cheeky plug Uh, and. what i've done is uh, with a segment when i'm like, talking about different artists and stuff like that sometimes it's, i've tried it you kind of take a wikipedia page or a bio a biography or something like that and you put into chat gpt can you just make it digestible and some key points and it does do that which it, it's handy but also kind of scary because then it's like are we putting producers out of a job now um which hopefully we never do but i so i have used it a little bit but In saying that, I wouldn't really use it a lot, really. Um, It's not something... Not necessarily that I'm not comfortable with it, but it's something that I think should be used sparingly. And like I said before, um, a tool to add to the toolbox. It doesn't replace creativity. It doesn't replace human responses to things.
2: My last question is, do you think AI will ruin big fashion brands like Chanel and Dior, just in the sense that nothing's really original anymore and the small brands don't have anything to replicate?
0: I think well, that kind of speaks to the whole concept of originality, which is a massive thing. But um, with my undergrad, I did creative writing, so it's a little bit of creativity going on. And something that I took away from that is never to pursue originality it's something that originality is found through understanding convention and flipping the script on it and i think ai you know i might be preemptive here but ai can assess what the trend or what the kind of the, the preconceived notions that people have about fashion and what's come before but to really flip the script and really think outside the box or you know take something and decide you know what we're going to throw the rules out the out the door because ultimately AI is a um it's a rule book and many of these creators many of these designers um might you know turn around and say well it's not gonna it's not on the same level, but when talking about small designers and big designers, it might give more tools to small designers in being able to kind of, if you can create a fashion show in like there something like the metaverse, what Meta is doing at the minute, like vi- virtual reality, it means that designers don't have to have necessarily all the resources the smaller designers don't have to have like the massive resources that they say like chanel and louvre and Scaparelli. you know all all the big ones um they might be able to actually do something in virtuality in the in this kind of new ai space that they would have never been able to have the platform beforehand so it's interesting that you, you could actually see smaller designers being able to actually put their stuff on bigger display imagine a virtual paris fashion week you know things like that where we could actually sit in put goggles on and see the fashion and i know i think i think some designers have played around with that concept a bit don't have the top of my head but it, i think it's interesting excited exciting but also quite scary
2: can i just ask you one more question actually because mm-hmm. i quite like to get your opinion on this um someone else we interviewed talked about how fashion education is now focused on design upgrading and like how no one else is fresh or unique anymore do you agree
0: with that i think there is an issue with that in terms of i think the big fashion brands i think it was anything but the fig the big fashion brands um i think about the big artists i think there's there's nothing fresh and new but it's also because you with how things are structured there's kind of monopoly on that it's very hard to get into the sexual levels it's harder for fresh perspectives people from working class backgrounds who are people who are people of color or you know come from countries who don't have the same access that so many people have um that's where innovation that's where new identities and new perspectives come from and so again kind of re-emphasizing the point a little bit of if ai and things like virtual reality became more accessible for people it would mean that people from different backgrounds potentially could have a chance of showing fresh new perspectives rather than churning out the same thing that sells basically because at the minute it 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 does feel a little bit like consumerism is driving so much and ai algorithms are driving things for consumerism and not actually pushing creativity
1: so in our interview with jack we discussed how AI could actually be a helpful resource. And it was really nice to hear about some of the benefits and how young designers can actually get more of a head start in things instead of how they're having, like, disadvantages in getting into the fashion industry.
2: Definitely. he talked about how it gives more tools to small designers, and that's something I definitely agree with, how you can, say, create a virtual reality fashion show, which is something that's certainly not new. We've been having virtual reality for years now but it just gives them the ability to do something big they can see their vision without having the resources you know
1: yeah definitely because obviously without all of these resources they're struggling to like market themselves and put themselves out there but if you can show people like put together a fashion show using virtual reality then you know it just will make it easier for these designers to pitch their designs to people that they're trying to get to buy into their brand. Um. This was Word on Wearside and thank you for listening to our podcast.
2: Let us know what you think on our socials at Word on Wearside.